Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday morning to all. This is the voice of Alexander K. Lee, uh, your host for this episode of On to the Next One. Uh, our best, my best friend, our good friend to everyone. Michael Heck is on vacation, as you guys probably know if you've been listening to MMA Fighting Programming this week. Uh, I've been taking over for heck of a morning, and uh, my esteemed guest host today helped take over between the links. Of course, uh, the man who has filled in many times for Mike on uh, on this show. I think you might have filled in for me once too on this matchmaking show. Jed Mishu, say what's up. I, I sure have. I believe this is my third or fourth time in the matchmaking seat. Yeah. Um. I would like to say that I'm very excited, but um, if you hear my voice and think that doesn't sound like the dulcet tones of of our beloved Jed Mishu, <laughs> I'm I'm in the throes of it right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I had a wedding last night and um, I made mistakes. I made I knew I was doing this this morning and I did not uh, react accordingly last night. So stick with me, but uh, I'm I'm excited. Um, to at least pretend to be excited about this matchmaking right now, AK. Listen, you had a lot to celebrate. Like you said, you're at a wedding, a little victory lap for your Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of them <laughs> heading off to Philadelphia, had, looking for good times, possibly winning a Super Bowl next year, going to Super Bowl favorite in Philly. I'm an Eagles fan now, apparently. It's you're an great. Eagles fan now. And maybe a little bit of love to the to the Rams. Maybe a little love to the LA Rams for giving a home to our uh, uh, the youth, the youthful. The baby, the baby-faced Stetson Bennett. The hat, yeah, uh, good for them. At all, just two Georgia Bulldog quarterbacks on one team. So much talent going on in LA right now. Uh, plus, AK, you've I'm on a bigger victory lap because. Can we just take a, a brief recap of of some things that happened yesterday? Yeah, the Chat wants- GPT bet nailed it. We're gonna Please, get I- to it. 
I, I didn't want to step on the toes of no best bard, but I know you had a I know you had a good night. I know nailed you had a good the chat GPT bet and nailed both heavyweight overs, flyweight unders, an unfortunate setback. But uh, four of five gimmicks hit last night, so yeah. feeling great. That's all. Plus, you got BKFC. We're not going to talk much about this fight because it's on the prelims. But yeah, we we knew Cody Durden and Charles Johnson was a a, a very doubtful. It, as far as flyweight unders go, very doubtful on paper. It, it had all the makings of exactly what yeah. it was. I'm yeah. not surprised. Um, sad, but not surprised. Uh, and I am celebrating, as of this recording, my beloved Celtic FC uh, with a big win in the semifinals of the Scottish Cup over Rangers. I, listen, I'm a relatively new Celtic fan. I'm told this Rangers thing is like you a can't rivalry. See it, but he's rocking the jersey. I'm rocking right the now. jersey as I do every Sunday. Uh, and they seem to kick Rangers' ass every time. So I don't know if I'm being cocky again. I'm I'm a, I'm a newbie. I'm a newbie to this whole Celtic thing, but I'm all in. And uh, they're advancing to the uh, final on June 3rd against Inverness Caledonian Thistle. So can you explain one thing to yes, me about please. about your beloved Celtic? Because uh-huh. uh, I see a tweet. I see, I see the tweets. I'm yes, a, I'm on these internet streets as well. So yes, I sir. see them. Uh, wh- what is the hashtag Koi Big? Oh, I that's that's it. come on, you boys in green. Come on, oh. yes. I I literally just learned that again a few months ago. Uh, oh, and okay. Boys is spelled B H O Y S. Okay. I sure. Why not? Um, I'm learning. I I just didn't. I was like, because in my head I didn't think of it as an acronym. It was just like I was like, is Koi some sort of a thing for the team? And so it's like go big, but not the same. Listen, no. you are. Come on, you boys in green. Okay. You are welcome on this bandwagon. It's like your Georgia Bulldogs have been for the last few years, but like for like the last like 30 years, apparently. It's just okay. a, it's a two-team league, the Scottish Premiership. It's a two-team league. It's either Celtic or Rangers, and apparently Celtic win nine out of ten seasons. It's great. I, I follow other sports teams that <laughs> have some – I've never got to root for Goliath, and I am so happy rooting for Goliath. It's unbelievable. It's, so. it's very fun. It's you very seem fun to, to be. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, watching you celebrate Georgia's friggin' dominance the last couple of seasons, you seem super thrilled. Was, you, you, no regrets. So I, yeah, there's no like, there's no, like, oh, I don't like rooting for the for the top guys. Like, no, it's super fun. No. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. it's actually the best thing. Our our great colleague Shaheen Alshadi told me uh, once when we were having a conversation because he's a Patriots fan. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's born in Georgia, lives in uh, Arizona. He has a reason, but I don't exactly remember. But one of the first times I met him, I gave, I was giving him some, some crap about it. I was like, how are you? Come on, you're a Pats fan. That's nonsense. And he was like, no, you don't know. The, the Patriots are one of the few sports teams that have given me any joy in my life. I don't regret this at all. And that's, it's fun to root for winners. It's fun to root for winners uh, and prayers up for uh, Shaheen, who just saw his sons get railed in the first game of the second round by the Denver. It's one game. It's one game. Hold out hope, Shaheen. Uh, we've barely talked about uh, the the MMA, the combat sports that happened on Saturday. Uh, Jed, let's, how honest do we want to be with America here? How honest should you and I be with America? I'm... I don't know how honest you should be because okay, I, that's, I, that's a decision every man must make for himself. <laughs> I'm always ruthlessly honest about um, I've told my you not to failings. Be at, times. at times I've told you, Jed, please pretend that we, you, we, you did something and you, you, you just immediately blow that out of the water. Yeah, that's, that's just not who I am. <laughs> so uh, I will say that I have seen almost none of the fights at this from this UFC event. I saw a couple of the highlights, 
Um, and I went back and I read the wonderful coverage at MMAfighting.com. Great website. Some say the best. Uh, but I did not, I have not seen the main event at all because I didn't want to just watch the finish. Uh, I want to see the whole, the totality of the fight, but, um, five, five rounds that fight went. And, um, that's a lot of time for a man who's currently fighting off some demons this morning. So I haven't seen much, uh, but I'll also be honest. I kind of did some little pre-work knowing I was coming into here and mm-hmm. I sort of had my plans regardless of how things went. So, uh, that's good. That's was very wise of you. Uh, because frankly, I mean, outside of the main event, a lot of the matchups are pretty open. I mean, listen, we had some nice performances. Oh, and, and I should tell people too. I, I told people ahead of time on Heck of Morning. Like I, I was taking Saturday off. I was not expected to watch much of the card. I've seen the highlights. I've followed up with every all the coverage on MMAfighting.com. It's a great website. Uh, so listen, I have a pretty good idea of how things went. If we're, if somehow our matchmaking is off base because of our, you know, whatever, you and I didn't exactly, you know, uh, didn't have all hands on this event. Uh, then I apologize in advance. People call us out for the casuals that we are. And we also have to talk some BKFC. I'm almost tempted. Jed, I almost think we have to talk BKFC first. Or would you rather? I'll leave, you're, 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 help me out here. Help guide me here. What do you think? We talk I mean, BKFC, uh, main event. BKFC was very clearly the biggest event of the weekend. So clearly. I think starting there would be fine. All right. Uh, did, you, how, did you watch any of that? I saw zero of it. I okay. saw the results, but I, I saw no part of and it. And the post-fight but... shenanigans. The yeah. post-main event. Well, okay. You know, that's partly why it's the biggest event of the weekend. <laughs> so uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? A lot of people were asking, both for the main and co-main, like, man, where does Eddie Alvarez go? Where does Chad Mendes go? Where does Luke Rockhold go? Where does Mike Perry go? Uh, we know with Chad Mendes now, Pierce, he has announced his retirement, his retirement for good. This is something I speculated on before the fight happened. I said, it's one reason I'm picking Alvarez. I, I don't, I said, I think Alvarez is all in on this bare knuckle venture. I think he still wants to fight for a long time. Chad Mendez, we already saw retire, came back for a very nice payday with BKFC, probably another nice payday on Saturday. And I don't think that is reason enough for him to keep coming back, especially since I, this was, I heard this was a pretty brutal fight. Um, I think he's good. I think he's like, he has his own company. I don't, I don't know if he needs the money that badly. Like I'm sure it's nice to make it. So uh, Chad Mendez, we're not worrying about. Eddie Alvarez, we can talk about if you want. But let's get to Michael Perry. Arguably the biggest, not even arguably, the biggest winner of the night. Yeah, not, the not, main a, event. not a question. Wins the main event, beats a former UFC and Strike Force champion, a guy who's much bigger than him, and then has a face-to-face with a notorious Conor McGregor. Holy crap, what a week, what a night for Mike Perry. Do you have thoughts on, on who he should fight next, if not, uh, or are we just saying McGregor somehow? <laughs> well, no, I, I, that's just not going to happen, so I didn't even plan on it. Um, good for Mike Perry. He has really, I think Shaheen said it on the preview show yesterday, he has really found his his niche, right? Like he has, bare knuckle is the kind of exact perfect nexus for what he can do well, um, who he is as a fighter. He's not good enough to be a, a pro boxer. Um, he could do the influencing thing, and I know that he's had some flirtations there, but bare knuckle seems really to just be where he is at, at his most ideal form. Um by all accounts, Luke Rockhold was was competing, look, looked better than I think some people thought he would. Um, but and I know you hate I know you hate to hear this, AK. He just he just doesn't have that dog in him. And that's that's what I said in the preview show. Stop it. And look, 
uh, teeth injuries. I, I, I'm, I'm actually not here to make fun of Luke Rockhold because he looked messed up. I would, I would not have been even sort of competing with half of what was going on there. So credit to him. Yeah. But, the, pic- the pictures of, of, uh, Rockhold's post fight mouth are it's, out it's there. Tough. It's tough. I wish I'd not seen it. And I don't know if you saw David Feldman's comments mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, his teeth got messed up pretty good. Yeah. was his medical assessment. I don't of, of why really understand how that happens. <laughs> um, do, do they, is not wearing a mouth guard? Like, I just don't really get how it gets like the, that the images that were shown, but you know, um, man needs, needs the chompers for, for the modeling career. You can't be going around modeling with, with, you know, guys, teeth like that. It's too tough. So, uh, for Mike Perry, I look guys, I'm going to take a lot of low hanging fruit today. Um, and this was the one I thought even before I, I thought Chad Mendez was going to win. And, um, we, we talked about it on the preview show of, I, part of the stuff I, I do like that BKFC is doing is, is presenting us with fights I never thought about before and now can't kind of help but think about. And Mike Perry versus Eddie Alvarez just feels like a damn good fun time. So uh that would be the match i would choose to make for for mr mike perry i mean that's amazing uh it, it just it seems to make sense again weight classes in the great thing about bkfc is uh they're just gonna go like okay we'll find a weight that you guys are comfortable at and if you guys want to do it let's do it there's, do it there's 170 175 and i don't think there'd be any issue for either dude eddie's been competing at 170 in one championship right that's their quote-unquote lightweight division so he's not super far off uh mike perry has had to cut down a bit but yeah like i said what 175 bkfc is in the position where they just want to make fights happen they're they're doing that that's the problem not i should say a problem might be a bit rude but with like mains you know the highest levels of mma is everything is about oh what does this mean for the rankings what does this mean for the title we got to get people the right weight we got to and it's like so we get away from just like doing the main thing which is just making fights happen like that that's that's what combat sports is supposed to be about as much people love championships and all this stuff i always say belts are props and they're great they add a lot to the drama add a lot to the story they're important you know that's that's great but i just want to see people fight and whatever weight and whatever money it is that we have to get to for eddie alvarez and mike perry to fight i just think that's so awesome so uh yeah i'm totally into that they've set it up right there by having both guys in the same card uh bkfc listen they swing big they miss big it sounds to me like they swung and hit really big on Saturday this week with this whole event. So uh, great job, I guess, to everyone involved. I, I don't know what else to say. Big pat on the back, <laughs> right? I mean, if you what, if you love BKFC or not, they're making moves, and they, they could not have handled this card better. Uh, Christine Frey, I think, also got a big win. Ben Rothwell just tuning up. Uh, Josh Copeland. This was like... Your top four. I don't know if your top four fights could have gone better for you as a promotion. Like this is you, you, you. These are people you brought in and signed and uh, developed. In the case of Christine Freya, and just trending upwards. So yeah, Jad, my, boys you, you, doing, my boys are doing big things. This yeah. is your. This is your team. This is your promotion after our fantasy draft. So come on, you bare knuckle <laughs> bastards. Boys and girls in Co- blood. Cobb. C O Y B B. Koi. It's catchy. It's catchy. I, I, try, I tried something no, there. It didn't work. It's good. We can move it's on. Good. It's real catchy. Okay. We can move on to uh, Lost UFC. Listen, the, mo- the people, the listeners come for MMA talk, for UFC talk specifically. 
UFC Vegas 72. Uh, we did a lot of poo-pooing of this card ahead of time. I heard the prelims were pretty dreadful. Uh, I Main card, again, maybe in terms of name value, not much better. But at least we got some finishes. And, and as I want to say one listener, Beans Extreme Memes titled this prom- uh, card the successful step-up card. Some other people sent in some not-so-nice names for the card. But I like that because it is true. You had people, uh, people coming in on short notice. Marcus McGee. And Trey Waters both picked up wins. Uh, Jamie Lynn Horth uh, and Haley Cowan were both making their debuts. So either way, you would have a debuting person. But Jamie Lynn Horth coming back from a long layoff. Uh, and congrats for Haley Cowan for even just getting to uh, getting to make her UFC debut after some so unfortunate. Getting uh, to finally fight. Yeah, she missed weight, but listen, these things happen. We had to had to cut down three times. Oh, three times in three months. I don't like to make excuses for weight misses, but I'm sure Haley will be fine in the future. Uh, Arena Alexeva, a brutal weight miss, but quite a bit of hype around her. She comes in, submits uh, Stephanie Egger. That's not easy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, we'll go, and we'll, okay, and we'll we'll get to the exact results here. One guy who didn't quite step up, Jed, and I don't want to say he was bad, but this was supposed to be Ricky Simone's finally getting a top 15 opponent. Uh, he's streaking, you know, uh, in our global rankings, he's received votes. Oh, sorry. He's, he's in there. He's number 14. He was number 14 in our rankings going to this fight. Song Yadong, number 12. But if Ricky had won, he not only would have leaped Song Yadong, he probably still wouldn't have cracked the top 10. It's a very tough division. But, you know, it would have been 12. He would have taken Song Yadong's spot, maybe gone as high as 11. But Song Yadong, level of competition, uh, experience, Definitely has the advantage there. I mean, they have about the same amount of UFC fights, but Song Yadong's just been fighting the better guys. And Chad, one thing, I, I did you, you? We both picked Simone, right? That is correct. Well, yeah, correct. I think we liked his ability to mix up the martial arts better, maybe throw in some wrestling. I uh, I picked him largely based on uh, believing he would be able to get takedowns repeatedly. Yes, and that was he tried. not the case. He tried. We forgot, Jed. We forgot uh, training with Team Alpha Male one. And two, being as strong as, I don't want to swear, F. An ox. An ox, thank you. As an F and ox are both very good bases for uh, having wrestling defense. So I cut, and, I, and I, it's, I'd seen Song Yudong, like, I'd seen his takedown defense before, but I thought Ricky Simone was sort of a step above wrestling-wise, some of the guys that Song Yudong had fought. And maybe he is. I think Ricky Simone's a great wrestler. Uh, it's just that Song's takedown defense is pretty tight. It's pretty tight. And this was a real test. And apparently he stuffed him many times, just had the boxing advantage. We knew he'd have a power advantage um, and gets a fifth round TK. So huge win, great bounce back performance for him. Jed, where does he go? Where does Song Yudong go now that he's held on to his spot? I, I teased this on the preview show as I was kind of working through it. And it's a tough out for him because... Look, a, a good performance. He this is twenty five. He's only getting better. Um, like he he's the future of this weight class. But there's another man who is the future and maybe the present. As soon as he, if they'll ever give him a chance, he might just be the present. And nobody wants to fight him. They just refuse. Uh, I think they're gonna make Song Yadong fight Umar Nurmagomedov, and so it's a tough out for him. But uh, I think that's the prize he won. <laughs> You think you think he won? He he won slash lost the Umar sweepstakes. Correct. Um, hey, if he beats Umar, I mean, he uh, showcased a good takedown defense on Saturday night. And that will be critical. Umar also got them hands, though, as we know. So, 
it's it's a very high level fight. It's a fight that I would be very very interested in, um, and it is to some extent a fight for the the future of this weight class. Right, the the they are the two young guys coming up. You know, there are other guys, may, you know, developing. Sean O'Malley is already a top five guy. Marlon Vera is still very young in general, but these are the two. The, the two guys who we can feel like they're probably going to be around for the next eight years. So I think they're going to make them fight it out. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense, too, promotionally, because this is Song Yudong's second main event. He didn't win the Corey Sanhagen fight, um, but it wasn't like he looked bad in the Sanhagen fight. It was uh, Sanhagen, I think, was clearly winning. I believe one of the judges, though, even had it, I think, 2-2. Uh, heading into the fifth round that never happened because Song had that nasty, nasty, nasty cut that he was fighting through the entire fight. Uh, but Song looked okay in that fight, uh, despite losing. And then, of course, a, a pretty lopsided win for him here on Saturday against, a, again, a guy who I still think is very good, Enrique Simone. So if you were to put Song against Umar, he has Song has the name value. He has the ranking. I'm not sure. We are we already have Umar ahead of him. I don't know. Let me see the UFC.com official rankings song is number eight in the ufc's rankings umar, umar 11, wow 11. really so they didn't they don't they don't but they don't use the sort of like the i don't think they buy into the who would umar theoretically be no because... they don't have anybody ranking umar like number three right like I do yeah. or whatever <laughs> uh, i assume and umar's one spot behind ricky simone in the official rankings i assume simone will probably drop one spot at least umar will just will move up and take his spot so it'll be like top 10 maybe yeah, number 10. You never know with the uh, the yeah. rankings panel behind the official rankings. And they fight in global rankings. The only ones that matter. Yeah, we already have Umar well ahead of both guys. Um, yeah, and he might have won the sweepstakes. So, someone has to fight Umar. Someone has to do it. I don't, theoretically, 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 someone has to fight him. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Uh, we've been saying for a long time, someone has to fight, you know, Hamza Shemayev too, and that somehow never happens. But hey, Leon Edwards tried. Leon Edwards tried. Uh, I went with Rob Font, and this was easy for me just because on a previous show, after Rob Font beat uh, Adrian Yanez, I said, well, Rob Font versus the winner of Song Yudong, Ricky Simone. So easy work for me. Uh, Rob Font has beaten Ricky Simone before. Again, that win over Yanez keeps him in the top 10. Song should get a top 10 opponent. You say Umar, I say Rob Font. Either way, um, I do think Song is facing a top 10 guy next. Jed, can we talk about Mr. Co-Main Event? I, I don't know. if he. I think the next Fight Night card he's on, the next Apex card he's on, he might have to be Mr. Main Event, depending on the matchup, depending who you, you know, pick for him. Probably, right? I I feel like he's got a good gimmick going as uh-huh. Mr. Co Main Event, so we uh-huh. don't, we shouldn't ruin it, but they're going to. <laughs> like they're gonna at some point, you have to give him the he opportunity. He got to finish. He got to finish, be, Jed. He finished and I, someone exactly, and I think that's why you give him the opportunity. He finally gets a finish in the UFC. Submits Mikhail Oluksaychuk in the second round to RNC. I think you got to reward that. You got to make him Mr. Main Event. See if he can be that dude. Um, the UFC has given him a lot of prime placement. Um, not incorrect. He's he's kept winning, uh, but now that he gets a finish, uh, they're going to give him a main event. But you, if you're going to give him a main event, it's got to be a top fifteen guy. Uh, you can't have him go in against some. I'm trying to think who would be like the 20th ranked dude in the UFC right now. Uh, let, me, oh, let me pull up my rankings. You said don't. You said don't put him up against. No, I'm saying they they can't. Yeah, they don't put him up against a guy who's not in the UFC's top 15. They got to get oh, okay, a top okay. 15 opponent. And for me, this was pretty easy. Um, I 
you could do others, but I, I just went Andre Muniz. We just saw Muniz, oh. who is supposed to be a good grappler. I mean, this man tapped Jacare, get kind of rinsed on the floor by Brendan Allen. Kyle Braulio, obviously a very talented grappler in his own right. Uh, Andre Muniz took a loss, so we're going to make him fight back and defend his position against against the upcoming prospect. So that's what I went with. Oh, that is good. I hadn't even thought of that for some reason. I, I had a choice that I thought was obvious. But Andre Muniz is definitely solid. You're right. Uh, and, and I'm also picking someone who came off who's coming off a loss. So I didn't even do the thing where it's like, well, let me find someone and match them up with the winner. But yeah, listen, that was I, I want to just want to talk about Bahalio's performance a bit. Again, I, I had I was huge on Michael Oleksiejczyk. I thought that uh, actually he might knock Bahalio out. Um, so I don't know. I, and by the way, I don't. Did you did you even do topology picks for this card? I did. How did I, you do? I did, did you look at the? I didn't. Look oh, at I can look at the the group. Yeah, yeah, hit it. Uh, I'll tell I, you. I, I got this perfect. I had second round submission for Braulio in my. Oh, top picks. you probably so, won the picks. I bet as well. Um, well, I, only three of us did it, and I did in fact win. How uh, many? Uh, I had four hundred and five points. Well, how many picks? How many correct picks? Oh, only six. But six. I, that's I got still good. The one perfect. Uh, and you and Casey also put in picks and. Did not uh, I, do well. I got three out of eleven, and my at one main card, one fight right in the main yeah. card, and it's the only one I picked for. As we've got a perfect on uh, Hadolfo Vieira and uh, Cody Brundage, which we'll talk about in a moment. Casey um, went five of eleven. And oh, that's not bad. He, he got he predicted zero correct decisions and zero okay. perfect. He no perfect. One semi perfect. So he got five wins and 15 extra points from topology so, so technically did i beat him with my one perfect or you no? did not but i'm it still was close yeah yeah three out of 11 guys i was off on i'm bad my predictions are bad uh but i mean this one i had i guess i had no feel for and again it, the worst That's part is card. jed my predictions are on mmafighting.com and like the, the explanation behind them is on I still stand by some of those rationales, but I mean, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And I, I, I again, I haven't, I didn't watch the card in depth, so some of my predictions are probably so. I know my Trey Waters, Josh Quinlan prediction was so inaccurate, which is hurtful because I studied both guys pretty. <laughs> we'll get tough. to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. Anyway, I went with uh, Roman Delice. Roman Delice from Bahia again. Another oh, guy coming that's off a big loss. step up. Top ten. Listen, I want. I want to see it. So, I want yeah, to see you're it. giving him a top ten guy. Okay. Yeah, you. You know, Muniz is like. Uh, I think he fell out of our rankings after the loss. He had to, yeah, because Brendan Allen. He for of, sure did. Well, because he was unranked, so we wanted to give Brendan Allen a, a spot, and then Brendan Allen's only like 14, 15. So where does Muniz land then? Outside the top fifteen, unfortunately. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, let's let's see it. Adelite needs a fight. Yeah, maybe a bit of a step up. Uh, any thought to uh, the Bo Nickel matchup after the trash talk? Calling them out, call uh, Bohalio, call them all hype. No, you think they just keep okay. away? I I just don't think you should do that with Bo Nickel right now. I'm not saying he wouldn't win the fight. Um, you don't need to fast fast track him. And if you if you haven't beat a guy who's four zero in the UFC, uh, Mister Co-Main event, then that's really then Bo Nickel's next fight is a top fifteen guy, and I think he should just get some seasoning. Just let the man cook for a little bit before we start doing that. That that matchup's not going away. Uh, particularly if Braulio can can make his way into the top 15. Uh, that would be a good fight for Bo when Bo's ready for a top 15 guy. If Braulio's in there, I think that would be ideal. But for now, it's ease off. I That's, that's a fit, probably a good way of looking at it. 
All right, uh, I'll tell you now. So we have four more main card picks to go, plus a wild card. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this The next four, it's a bit of a dartboard. It's a bit of a... When you have a card, again, with people who aren't super established, who aren't very, super high in the rankings, I don't think, like, like the next four people, I don't think any... Or maybe uh, Hoger de Lima, because heavyweight. Other than that, I'm not... Like, none of these people fought their way into, like, a top 15 fight. I don't think so, anyway. So I'll just go right off the bat. Jed, our next fight, Rodolfo Bear, very impressive win over Cody Brundage. I don't know what the odds were, but I feel like Bear, by submission, must have would have been... Or should have been, like, plus... 2000 or sorry minus 2000 excuse me like cody brundage a gamer by all means but his ground game nowhere near Vera. and if it went to the ground then you know you're, you're gonna get submitted that's what happened uh so for him i just went with a tough test someone slightly ahead of him in my rankings um someone like who had a win recently uh albert dariah albert dariah people if you're out there don't ask me for specific reasons why this matchup should happen I just think no, it's okay on paper. Jed, yeah, with fights like this, there's <laughs> nothing to yeah. really be gained or won. Uh, I did something very similar. Uh, I just picked a guy who, um, uh, who I just enjoy because he has consistently uh, outperformed my expectations for him, um, and he is not going to. He's a decent grappler, right? Like he's very defensively responsible and around. Uh, and just a tough out. He is not going to go anywhere for 15 minutes. You're going to have to make him do it. Uh, I went with Jun Young Park, the, the Iron Turtle. Where is Jun Young Park? Oh, he, he's a very popular on to the next one pick by oh, both Mike and I and the uh, and the listeners. I mean, he fought Dennis Chilulin. I think that's okay. how you pronounce not that. Too um, long ago, earlier sure. this year. Okay, two uh, appearances last year. He's a he's a two fights a year guy. He's a two fights a year guy. Um, we could maybe make that up to three though. I mean, he fought in February. If we get this happening, you know, sometime in the late summer, maybe he could squeeze in a third. Uh, but again, I'm with you. There's no wrong way to eat this, Reese's. <laughs> he's good too. Three straight wins, six of seven. Jayon Park is the, solid. Yeah, that that loss was uh, to RoboCop, who I yeah, think no considered shame um, as well. And RoboCop, yeah, no shame in losing to RoboCop at no all. No shame in that. All right, well, like, okay, listen, that's uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Let's move to Fernando Padilla, uh, former Fury FC champion, making his debut. I was very surprised when I saw that he beat uh, Juliana Rosa. I know there was some complaint about the stoppage. Of course, if you're a Rosa, you're a veteran. Uh, you know, you, you've been in the wrong end of a lot of uh, tough fights. You probably would want a little more time to recover. Um, but listen, you end up in those positions. It sucks. He ends up with, I want to say, back-to-back knockout losses for the first time in his career, his very, very long career. This is pro fight number 39 for uh, <clears throat> Juicy J. Uh and I'm very impressed by Fernando, though, because on paper, I love the matchup. If anyone hadn't seen Fernando fight before, similar, tall guy. They're both six foot one, a lot of flair, uh, lanky guy. So so because they were so similar, I just thought I'd go with the more experienced guy. But Fernando Padilla surprised me. So, again, it's his first UFC fight. A lot of options here. Jed, where do you go? The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. 
and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know, I it wouldn't have surprised you if you were a believer that machines are the future. Oh, I missed the episode, please. Because please. the chat GPT bet this week was Fernando Padilla. Underdog Fernando Padilla, because the first underdog bet of chat GPT this week uh happened. And AK, I haven't seen this fight at all, so I can't I can't speak to this yet. I will this will be the first full fight I watch because Chad GPD's prediction was for a second round KO, uh, and which which Connor made mocked me because most of Padilla's victories have been by submission, uh, and he was just like, I'm not sure that that's going to happen, but okay. Uh, Chad GPT should have had it right. Julian Arosa has been knocked out in the first round many times in his career, and this is just another one. So I don't know about the controversy. I don't know about that. What I do know, Chad GPD correctly predicted this one. Very excited, and. Uh, I didn't know what to do with him because he's, you know, debuting fighter, getting a win, circumstances maybe not ideal. Uh, I took just a full shot in the dark and said, because it, he, it goes down as a finish, a first round finish, we're going to give him somebody uh, to to make at least maybe a statement or a name. And I went mock one, Amir Khani. <laughs> You're just trying to make some money. You just you just like fucking Makwani Amir Khani was. You love that live that live round two wager. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm so excited about the fight. How t- how t- you know what? Listen, I was gonna say that we don't have a lot of rules around here with onto the next one matchmaking. So if those are your motives, uh, then by all means, they I, absolutely are. <laughs> you just want to see uh, Fernando Padilla defending against takedowns in round one, and then just turning Makwani Amir Khani's lights out in the second round, or submitting them. Who knows? It would be the best. <laughs> So ChatGPT said second round knockout. Yeah, so very wow, so it's close. getting closer. It's getting it's closer. Getting, it's getting close. It's yet to hit exact, right? It's it, yet to I've hit yet exact. to hit the exacto. Uh, however, we are three and two on ChatGPT's overall, and we're up a unit. So, oh my God, and just it, but I'm shocked that it went it said second round because usually I feel like it almost always defaults to like back and forth battle. So yes, and so it, exactly. scores a so, third round. Like I'm, dramatic knockout. So it's, it's learning. It's learning. It is learning. Okay. It's, it's That's AI. Scary. You know that is. Scary. I don't like. I don't know if I. It's too late to pull the plug on this experiment. I know you love it. I know you love it. But it's my favorite thing that Jed, I've been in literal years. I just hope you're experimenting responsibly. I am. I am not. I am playing with powers beyond my control. All all the safety protocols shut off. They are. Con- they are Con- not here. Connor leaves the lab. And you go like, yep, don't worry, I'll close down for the we night. We got this. The sim- yep, simulator's running fine, don't worry about it. And you shut off all the safety protocols. You shut off all... <laughs> Sometimes uh, you got to push the envelope uh, to take humanity to the next level. And I believe that this is that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> all right, let's move on to, uh, uh, to the second fight in the main card. Marcos Roger de Lima, Waldo Cortez Acosta, the fight of the many names. 
I'm shocked that this went to a decision. Uh, I thought someone was going to finish. And it, that, and that <laughs> so went, am I. And then it went to a decision with a Delima win. If you had said decision, I'd say, okay, maybe yeah. Cortez Acosta. But uh, Delima gets the decision win. We were talking about, uh, I said, you know, outside of Song Yadong, no one, or and the Bohalio, I'm not sure any of these other people are going to get a top 15 opponent, but this is heavyweight. Delima's look good. He's normally a finisher, which the UFC likes. I think he's earned a top 15 opponent. Uh, I'm going as high as I should keep our rankings open. I keep closing. I'm going as high as Marchin Tabura because they hadn't fought before. I saw some people send in some really good suggestions, so I feel like I whiffed on this one. But my pick was uh, Tabura, who is currently number 12 in our MMA fighting global rankings. I guess Talima's not ranked, so he's coming for a spot. Um, he did have a call out before the fight, though, so I don't know if that's the direction you went in, Jed. Oh, not, I I didn't even at all. Um, okay. I I know that this will not be a popular choice, and I'm okay with it. Um, but uh, I like you was shocked that this uh, went to decision. I had a heavyweight over bet, but that was really out of principle, um, not because I believed it. And I believe, in fact, my exact words on no bets barred were: I encourage no one to follow me in this pursuit uh, because I don't think it's good. And yet, there we go. WCA just continues to be the heavyweight over King. Love him. Love him so much. But uh, Rogerio de Lima coming here and getting a wrestling heavy decision does not get rewarded for, for me. Um, and so I went, uh, I went the easiest possible choice. I took the other guy who got a decision at heavyweight on this very, very fight card. And I picked Martin Bidet. <laughs> Uh, that had to be, I want to say I, I, that, did I not pick a decision there? I know. I think that's the other, that's, oh no, that one, that one, I felt good about that heavyweight over. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you had to, uh, I think, did I somehow, I had to look at my topology picks. Did I somehow think that Budai was getting a finish there? Cause I know there's one other fight I picked. I had Budai, Budai late TKO round three. What am I doing? See, this is why I'm not, I I had Budai decisions. Man, heavyweight overs. Two two heavyweight overs. That is just outstanding. It was, it was a heck of a day. Uh and that's very logical matchmaking. Yeah. Look, I like I said, I I, I thought, okay, maybe maybe they give uh Pezao a, a top fifteen guy. It could still happen. It's heavyweight, you're right. He can really go in either direction. Um either the, the the call out I alluded to is he told uh, our own Guillermo Cruz he wants Derek Lewis. Uh he says, you know, this'll be some someone's getting finished if this happens, which is probably true. Honestly, not a bad fight either. Uh, not at all. Not at all. And there you go. There's another Apex main event for you if uh, if they make that happen. They got a lot of Apex main events to fill out. I think Delima De- might have done them a favor with the Lewis call out. And if you're Derek Lewis, why wouldn't you take that fight? Certainly, certainly a winnable fight. All right, main card opener. Trey Waters coming in on short notice for uh, Angelusa against Josh Quinlan, who's had kind of a weird start to his like UFC career. He wins his contender series fight with a really impressive knockout, uh, gets popped for some uh, banned substances, unfortunately, but then gets a, gets a big knockout in his uh, his proper UFC debut. Looks like a you know guy in great shape, a lot inexperienced for sure, but gets outstruck, 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 and outstruck by the enormous Trey Waters. I'm not sure how familiar you are with Trey Waters is... Trey Waters is six foot five. Uh, he's a giant, yeah, big man. And in my study of him, I said, "Well, he doesn't deal well with pressure." And Josh Quinlan's like 
you know, he's not a berserker in there, but a pretty decent pressure fighter. It looked like maybe the short notice affected him too. Maybe he just was not familiar with Trey Waters. Apparently he had a lot of trouble getting past his jab. Um, Trey Waters, if you fight at a distance from him, he's going to kill you. He fights really well from distance. Uh, so I thought Josh Conley, I had to put the pressure on him, mix some wrestling in something, take him down. Apparently that just, he just couldn't get that going. I'm, you know, I'm less, I wasn't in there and fighting a six foot five welterweight cannot be easy. So uh, congrats, to, congrats to Trey Waters on uh, getting that UFC win on short notice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even begin to imagine where you went with this, uh, Jed. Oh, I just threw a freaking dart. Um, I, uh, Adam Adam Fugit and Mike Malott are fighting, so the winner of that. Oh, just some some dudes who are guys and around might as well. <laughs> uh, I, I, I you could say almost anything here, and I would buy it. That's smart. I looked at both names, but I and I rolled them out because I was like, oh, they're they're booked. You know, they're booked against each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's sort of where uh, timeline just lines up well enough for me that that yeah. seems like the move. Timeline lines up, level of experience, sort of where they are. I wonder if Trey Waters is going to become one of these sort of short notice wonder guys, where like there's no point in matchmaking for him because he's going to be like jumping on every opportunity he can. This fight came two weeks after he won the LFA title with a really cool sort of come from behind knockout. Uh, he's a busy, eh, he's not a super busy guy though. Just looking at his record now. Four times in 2021, a couple of times in 2022. Now two appearances in in uh, two weeks in 2023 already. So we'll see. We'll see if he becomes one of those. Just throw me into action fighters. I went with uh, Phil Rowe. Just wanted to go with another guy who kind of matches his dimensions. Phil Rowe maybe wouldn't like that matchup. He's, he's streaking. He probably wants a bigger fight. Uh, so it might not be fair, but it's a UFC, man. The UFC ain't fair. Uh, I don't know, uh, Jed, if you were able to uh, put together a wild card pick off of this. Again, we already said how tough it was picking fights for like four of the six like main card fights. Um, again, you could have picked a loser from the main card. If you have any wild card suggestions, you could have picked, again, anyone from the prelims, winner or loser. You could pick Ricky Simone. You could have picked Michael Alexeychuk. Uh, wild card is really whoever you want. Uh, if you want, you could pick someone. You could pick someone from BKFC. I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, do you have wild card pick for us, Jen? Is there anyone? I that? do. Uh, okay. And again, I went the easiest possible thing I could look at here. Uh, oh. I, I matched up the winners of of two undercard fights, both of the ostensibly, uh, well, I guess catchweight women's catchweight fights. Both of them were supposed to be women's bantamweights. Rina Alexeva and Jamie Lynn Horth. Hey, look, we've got more more people in women's bantamweight. Love to see that. So, let's make them fight. <laughs> are they are they in women's bantamweight, Jed? Are, Jamie Lynn Horth. Is. Jamie Lynn Horth, Horth is. is yes. They, I am. I, I have become now notorious for being the for for being the. Uh, it's not even advocate. But for being the member of the MMA fighting staff who like initiates conversations about the women's 135 division even though i know we're not supposed to because it's barely a division you didn't you you were not around i don't think on friday we had a little internal discussion on slack and people did not agree with me our 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 esteemed cohorts did not agree with me but i'm like for for our rankings anyway can we just start ranking 135 and up and can the ufc just make a 135 and up division i've I've firmly believe this has been my position. You've for brought years. this. I might have got this from you. Women, yeah. Women's heavyweight is just what we should call it, and it would be fine. 
what are we like is it is it so i think one one of our again i don't want to name names one of our co-workers is like oh you're comfortable putting like kayla harrison in the same division as Irina aldana i'm like yes yes i'm very comfortable with this yeah like, Irina aldana could they would fight, fight. They could fight. Irina Aldana could fight. go to PFL, fight 155, and she would for the right page. Like, it's – I'm not saying the size doesn't matter. Of course of course, the size matters in these uh, women's divisions as much as the men's divisions. Obviously, Kayla Harrison in there with a, like, a natural 135-er is going to be – we've seen that. We saw her in the we – saw, we, we saw her – we've seen her in there with 135-ers. She looks enormous next to them. But 135 is really only promoted in the UFC as far as major promotions go. Uh, Bellator doesn't have it. I don't think one championship has it. I think technically their flyweight champion, I guess, is 135 because they're weird weight cut rules, but they technically don't have a bantamweight division. Mm-hmm. It's called flyweight. I, uh, Ryzen maybe has the occasional one, but there's just PFL doesn't have it. Like women's bantamweight for sure was like the marquee division once upon a time. We were probably not talking about women at all in the UFC, but it's not for Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm and Misha Tate and Amanda Nunes doing their business at 135. Fantastic. I'm not questioning it. But it's clearly a weight class. A lot of women have trouble making. Um, you have a 140, you, you purport to have a 145 division. It has a belt in it. So can we encourage let's retire the 145 title? Amanda Nunes, you are the you are the UFC featherweight champion forever. And like you said, Jed, just make the Bantamweight and up slash heavyweight title. And there we go. And then we can stop with this charade of of uh of, oh, will Amanda Nunes defend at two weight classes? Because what? There's, there's no contender line at 145. What are we doing? Anyway. I think it when half the people that have fought for the UFC featherweight title were just puffed up bantamweights. Like, it's just, just let, yes. let it be. Let it be, guys. Uh, uh, Josie Ann Nunes is going to be fighting for any time soon. She's a puffed up, like, flyweight. Like she's, <laughs> she's barely. Yeah. She's funny at 145 because it's funny. Yeah. Like, exactly. she can make 125. I don't want to say easily. I, I shouldn't say that. But based on her height, she's like five yeah. foot two. Pretty sure yeah. she could make play. She could do it. She could pull it off, <laughs> I suspect. Uh, I also went with Alexia. But we're almost friends forever on this one, Jed, but I did not go. That was I should have just done her and uh, my fellow Canadian, Jimmy. I, I knew that we wouldn't because you're a man of, <laughs> of class and substance, and you would not do something so easy as that. No, sometimes you do. Sometimes that's the way to go. But I, this wasn't a lot of other great... If you're going from winners from the prelims... Again, Budai, Cody Durden, Marcus McGee are not exactly, you know, lighting my mind on fire with ideas. Um, none of the, and then the losers even less so. So I went with Alexei as well because she's intriguing in a way. She got the Russian Ronda thing going. She might be a decent heel. Uh, she's kind of she's she was kind of like nonchalant about the weight miss, and then she does the Billy strut when she wins. Like you missed weight by four pounds. You can't be doing the McGregor Billy Mayor slash Vince McMahon Billy strut after you win. Hey, look, Russian Ronda, <laughs> she's Russian Ronda, and uh, she gets like one of she does not have a lot of stoppage wins, and she was a major underdog. So let her cook. She has she had one armbar win before a UFC debut, and she's Russian Ronda. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, also, anyway. what doesn't make sense, Stephanie Egger, who is like a semi-accomplished judoka and who went to points with Gabby Garcia at ADCC, just keeps getting tapped out by people who probably shouldn't tap her out. Four-pound weight difference. All right, four-pound weight. Egg, Stephanie, this wasn't your four-pound weight difference. Uh, Alexei, I messed her up because I chose chaos, Jen. 
I, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I, I got, oh my God. I just realized I, who I I'm going to pick, who I'm going to, do you know who I'm going to pick? You're a hero. Do it. No, uh, well, no, I mean, I don't know if, I still don't think we have the same person, but this woman, as far as I know, is still employed by the UFC. It took forever to make her debut. She was signed off contender series. I was, I keep a featherweight rankings, a women's featherweight ranking. So she's on there and not booked. If Dan- Danielle Wolf, I think is, is she still active and she still has another fight in her contract? She was scheduled it. to fight on this card. There we go. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No, not she crazy. was scheduled to fight, but she pulled out. I don't remember why. There um, you go. She was definitely scheduled to fight on this card <laughs> against somebody else. I don't remember who, though. Uh, I have to check now. She Oh, oh Chelsea Chandler. And Chelsea Chandler is now fighting at Norma Dumont. So, yes, that's that's right. Oh, that's why uh, uh, Danielle Wolf's name came to mind. So, there you go. Danielle, you're still out there. Uh, this is your fight. This is your fight. Uh, Alexia, at Featherweight. At featherweight, all right, Alexia, but maybe she can make 135. I know she's fought at 135 and 125 in the past. Uh, I was talking about Alexia, but maybe those days are behind you, or again, at least for 135, take it easy for your next fight. Don't worry about the weight cut. Take this Danielle Wolf fight. I don't know, maybe you submit her too, and then you call out Amanda Nunes. Something, something, but there's gotta be something we can do with this phantom weight, featherweight, and up situation. It's just absurd. So we've we've made a mistake. Um, I realized this after the fact, and Please. I don't know how to fix it, but what we also talked about this on No Bets Bard, uh, because this is now two wins in a row for Rina Alexiva. Fine. Over two Stephanies in a row. So there's not another Stephanie that comes to mind. Um, what's Stephanie McMahon doing? Do you think she wants to, the UFC and the WWE are merging. Can we have Arena Alexiva just continue to beat up Stephanie's? That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm, just, I'm trying to think if there's any Stephanies out there that are in range of being signed. Let me hit up. I can't. I couldn't think. We of can ever fight Stephen Thompson. I don't know if that's this would do it for you. Um, might be a, might be a bridge too far. Might be, it might be a bridge too far. Uh, listen, you type in Stephanie on Typology, a lot of Stephanies pop up. We've got uh, Stephanie Luciano uh, fighting in Jungle Fight. Just fought this past November. Uh, 23 years old. Her nickname. Oh. Oh, I know who this is. Because her nickname is Rondinha. Oh my God. This is a fight. <laughs> this is, why didn't yes. we do this before? I'm going to edit everything out of this pod. Yeah, yeah please. Because please. we've Son. made, we should be, this should have been a, a, a fake friends forever, right? Here, yeah, us yeah, we'll just doing it. it. I'm sorry. Russian Ronda versus Rondinha. Brazilian Ronda. Arena versus Stephanie again. Do it. This is it. Jungle we should have the show with this. Yeah, sure. She's a strawweight champion. Who cares? Just pack on the pasta. Get on up to 135 and let's make something happen. Oh, she's a straw. Hold on. Yeah, she's she's straw. She's a straw. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't make this happen. No, no, no. We should. They have to fight for the right. That's just great. That's just great. There you go. Ste- yeah, three Stephanies in a row for Irina. Uh, the Ronda versus Ronda. Okay, this is great. This is good. This is why this show exists to make these kind of matchups. <laughs> this is why this show and why BKFC exists is to make these kind of matchups happen. I I think we've done great work today. My goodness, you're not off the hook yet, my friend. I need your I need your gauge on some of these listener matchups. I got a whole I got a surprising amount. Uh, I won't be able to read them all. Uh, it's a lot of overlap anyway. But I'll first I'll say. Uh, Mike Heck, again, on vacation. I think we have to send him a point. He says he called for Jasmine Hadagi versus Denise Gomez, UFC Jacksonville, June 24th. So, Mike, young man, if you're out there, 
enjoy the point and maybe share it with your your mother. Uh, I, I, I think I said this between the show. If I didn't and I forgot, happy birthday to Mama Heck. Uh, I, I, she's, I'm sure, I don't know how old she is. I'm sure she's still young and happy vibrant. Bir- happy birthday, Mama Heck. You look great for 30. There you go. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Not a day over 30. Uh, happy birthday, Mama Heck. Uh, Mike, please share the point or, or use the point to get her something nice. All right, let me go to the listeners quick here. Uh, guys, if if you guys know out there, uh, please don't send in doo-doo pics. You know, please keep yourself high quality. Uh, I will send out a point if you're somehow able to have to, if somebody would be the only person who has a pick, very hard to do these days. Uh, and please, guys, keep a, just pay attention if someone's been booked. Uh, if someone is, you know, close friends and teammates with someone, if it's the wrong weight class, if they've notably been released, and we all know about it, they like they've already fought for another promotion. Keep, please keep track of this stuff. So, I'll go to Beans Extreme Memes first, who uh, again gave us our show title. And uh, friends forever on these beans: Song versus Font, Bahalio versus Delice. Hadolfo Vieta versus Andre Petrosky, which is something I thought about, but I kind of like the idea of not putting Petrosky to a match like that. Padilla versus Carta Hamo, Salima versus Lewis, Waters versus Semmelsberger, Budai versus Sakai. I wish we could. I think Sakai, I know he's no longer contracted. That doesn't mean he won't come back, but he's not contracted. Uh, Alexavia versus Jessica Rose, Clark, win, lose, or draw in her next fight. McGee versus Ricky Tercios, Horth versus Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, I'm getting a lot of song versus Rob Fott. You're, you you didn't mind that, right, Jed? It's fine. Um, it, it might be the fight that ends up happening. Um, I intentionally was staying away from Rob Font uh, on this just because he already had fought Ricky Simone and had... Uh, I was, you know, I don't like if or if then fights. Like if they win, then I'll fight it, which is okay. how that would have felt. So, um, but it, it's totally reasonable matchmaking. Uh, Marcus, Marcus, I know usually sends in to me and Mike, and Mike usually reads them. Mike is near, so Mike, uh, we're friends forever. And a couple of these love the Pradia Algeo pick. Uh, Mike, what do you think about Hadolfo Vieta versus uh, Hobocop Gregory Rodriguez? Um. I mean, I'll always watch RoboCop fight, so it's tough to go wrong there. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think uh, the only thing I don't like it about it is I'm pretty sure RoboCop smokes him because Gregor Rodriguez again he hasn't shown it uh, too much of it in the UFC. Very like he's, grappler. he's an incredibly good grappler, but he just he's just he's fallen so much in love with his hands. He loves knocking people out. Boy, he loves scrapping and knocking people. He got a taste for it, and you could just see in his eyes, like, I want to go out there and just... And he's had some great knockouts, too. That's the thing, is you can kind of... Yeah. If you didn't know, you were just like, oh, this guy's a stand-up guy, knockout artist, but, like, he's an amazing grappler. So I think... I'm pretty sure he would just, like, kill uh, Vieta, because I think you kind of have a little bit of a, a, a stalemate with the grappling. So um, not against it. Like you said, would love to see Gregory Rodriguez. I think, I think that's my thoughts, too, is... Yeah. Look, the... If there are grappling exchanges, they will be chef's kiss. Um, but <laughs> I still have concerns about Vieta after the seven-minute mark. And yeah. uh, Robocop slows down, mm-hmm. um, but he does not – he doesn't slow down. He he becomes less effective, but he doesn't stop. Yeah. Whereas Vieta really – it really throttles back. So I, I think that I'm – I think I wouldn't be for it just because – I think there's a high likelihood 
uh, that everything you said is what happens. Yeah, let's let's keep an eye on that one ever happening. Because if by some chance Gregor Rodriguez was like plus money on that one, I'm going like Gregor Rodriguez. There would be all there's over. zero chance he's plus zero chance. You think people know? You think people know how good he is? I think I think they would. I, I very very surprised if he was plus money. All right, and uh, Marcus, I'll give you points because I I'm pretty sure I didn't hear anyone pick these. I can't imagine if they would. He wants points for Loic Radzabov. Uh, versus Mateus Rebecki, sure. And Mara Batista versus Cody Garbrandt. I'm trying to think if people picked that. But I'll tell you what, Marcus. Uh, I'll say, I'll definitely send you a point. One full point for you, Marcus. Let me look into the Batista Garbrandt thing. I got to go back through my notes. I feel like other people might have mentioned it. But I also remember when the fight was announced, I was a little surprised. Um, what were your thoughts on that one, Jed, when you saw Garbrandt and Batista? Um... I don't know what to think about Cody Garbrandt because this feels like he. I, what are we doing with him? Are we just trying? I have no to, idea. Are we just trying to squeeze whatever <laughs> juice we can out of him? I have maybe, no maybe idea. isn't awful, but I I feel like we either need to be more honest about what his role is as a. We need to get him nuked um, and build people by off of his unconscious uh, efforts. <laughs> and Mario Batista is fun, but like I just I feel like uh, like no, no disrespect to Chris Gutierrez, who I think Chris Gutierrez is a fun fighter, but him fighting Frankie Edgar was dumb. He was like, that's not we need to be rocket shipping somebody up with this this victory, and I just don't feel like Mario Batista has that kind of juice. Um, be okay fight though. I, I mean, it's, I, it's I, not I, the fight I want. I want Figgy versus Garbrandt. That's yeah. the fight. But I, I I like the fight, but I'm kind of with you because I think like uh, Marvitis is probably going to win that fight. But I don't I don't know even know what that does for him at this point. I, I, Cody Garbrandt is always going to have name value, but like how much name value does he have anymore? Like I don't know. That's a weird. That's a weird fight. Like it, it, it it's a weird fight. It kind of makes sense when you when they can promote it as former champion. There's always sure that's always enough. Sure, it's always sure. a lot of name value. It just it feels weird. Uh, Matt Bradbury likes Budai versus Arlovsky. Pound the over on that one. I don't care if the if the that's oh if for the sure. Over, that's uh, if the over is like you know uh, mi uh, minus. It's gonna be like minus two twenty. I think I was gonna say minus like a thousand. I'm still probably just don't you know find a way to make money off that because I I would be blown away if somehow either guy finished the other guy. <laughs> Odie Osborne, Cody Durden, uh, Adolfo Vanna, Gerald Mearshart. That's such a Gerald Mearsharty fight. I mean, you just he should be trying to get that fight right now. Uh, Kyle Bahayo. Oh, I thought of this as well. Kyle Bahayo versus uh, Brendan Allen because Brendan Allen just, I believe, he was supposed to fight Hermanson. That fight fell through. What do you like that? Oh, one, I didn't realize that fight fell through. I was. Do you think I, Mr. I intentionally did not choose Brendan Allen because I believed uh -huh. he was booked. So let me double check. I'm pretty sure because he was supposed to fight Hermanson, uh, and I believe Hermanson is out. Is this a co? Was this supposed to be a co-main event fight? Because if it was, I think you got a slot. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I think it's gonna be the. I think it was actually gonna main the main event. I think it's supposed to be the main event of this. Oh, maybe didn't have a main event yet. June third card. So I don't know if there was a, a main event, but uh, it should be a co-main though. If you get Bohayo in there, that's a co-main event fight. <laughs> it's it's such a co-main. <laughs> and I don't uh, hate that uh, matchup if if uh, Brendan Allen's available. Sure. Uh, German on Twitter, friends forever with Jed Mashu, Song versus Umar. Because uh, he's already made, he says he's already made picks for every other fighter in the top ten. So thank you, German. Uh, let's move on. Seamus Lawton. I know I've heard from you before, Seamus, but uh, I guess you must keep having to make multiple accounts. Not sure what's up with that. 
Song versus Dominic Cruz, little alpha male rivalry again. Oh, Jed, he thinks Ricky Simone won the Umar sweepstakes by losing. I, I don't think, I think that they no. are not going to give Umar a guy coming off a loss unless he's a big name and Ricky Simone ain't that. So uh, I, I do not agree with that particular assessment. Yeah, if you're Ricky, you actually would probably be really into that fight. It's kind of like a nothing-to-lose fight, right? I mean, if you if you lose, okay, you lost two fights in a row, back in yeah, the saddle. If you uh, maybe, win, you just Maybe that means he'll take the fight, which would mm-hmm. help them. But you're bumping him, like, one spot in the UFC's rankings, if at all, because, again, Ricky could drop down beneath him in the UFC's rankings. So that's really not uh, getting Umar much. So yeah. I, I don't. I don't think Umar would be that interested in that fight, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't think the UFC would be either. Yeah, Umar's been hunting. Be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Umar's been hunting bigger fish publicly too. So yeah, yeah. I, he's not going to get many of the ones that he's trying to, but I think he can get Song Yudong, and that fight rules. Hadolfo uh, Vera, Julian Marquez, Martin Budai, Alexander Romanov. Man, what happened to Romanov? When we were talking about him fighting top five guys, like a year ago and now people are matching it with martin budai it's just, just making me sad uh seamus says they also love the idea of merging women's bantamweight and featherweight of course you do because because it makes sense of course you love it yeah at it's, mr it's guy smart. right at mr guy mma whoa here's a durden welcomes asu Amabayev uh to the ufc let me do a quick some, sometimes these listeners are so hip to the game uh so much more than i am Asu Amabayev, 17 and 2, 29 years old, out of Kazakhstan, the hotbed now that is Kazakhstan. So many killers coming out of there. He's won 13 fights in a row, uh, has been competing for Brave, has previously competed as well for AC, the former ACB, I want to say. M1 Challenge. Wow, this uh, I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't heard of this guy. This guy sounds pretty good. <laughs> so I have no idea who this is off the top of my head. And I have to read this out because uh, Mr. Guy May says this is his favorite of his selections. Marcus McGee versus recent road to the UFC winner Jed Rinya Nakamura. This guy's debut was neat. Good for him. TD defense abysmal. This would be a fantastic fight to continue to showcase the Japanese super prospect. I mean, he is. I'm a big fan of that dude. I have no, right. no thoughts on Marcus McGee So and haven't watched this fight, so... Uh, I will tentatively say, just give me more Renya. More of him, please. Liam Perry. Liam, I'm sorry, I can't read all this. Liam's always sends these great thoughts. Uh, he's with you, Alexeva versus uh, Jamie Lynn Horth. You know, just throw them in together. It makes a lot of sense. Padilla versus Sean Woodson. Budai versus Sakai. Man, I hope Sakai hasn't been released because this is what, this is what the people want. This is a money matchup they have. Um Sorry, I got to move up. Four Corner Sports. Again, another year's song font. I saw some of this too. Simone versus The Silence Behind the Violence. Jonathan Martinez. Bohalio versus Nasordine Imovov versus Chris Curtis. Loser. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Another Padilla-Sean Woodson matchup. Okay, maybe that's the one to make. Maybe that's the one to make. Waldo Cortez. Wait, what? Oh, Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Jake Collier. Electrifying. That's an electrifying matchup right there. Who, wait, who did Jake Collier actually fight? He fought on oh, Martin Budai. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Uh- the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, 
live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hayes Bathird. Hayes Bathird is with us. Song. I have to say I was quite impressed. He looks to have leveled up. I'm excited for his future. Unfortunately, I might made quite a few picks uh, for guys above him. I guess I'm going to discard. Uh, my, uh, Jed, Cheeto Vera rematch. Is the time. Oh, okay. Um, Controversial decision in the first fight. Controversial win for Song Yudong. Let me think. I don't... Maybe. I mean, it's look, it's not bad. I mean, the fight is awesome. Um, my issue there is I think Song Yudong actually wins that rematch. Um, I know it was a controversial decision. I think he's just getting better. And Marlon Vera uh, certainly improving. But I think Mar- I don't think Marlon Vera is going to one-shot uh, Song in the way he's kind of been making a career out of lately. And I think Song probably can just sort of outwork him. Um, and while that's not bad, I think you really want to keep Marlon around the top because I believe very seriously that Marlon Vera versus Sean O'Malley is like the fourth biggest fight the UFC can put on. If you ever look at any of our engagement, Marlon Vera is a star. People love Cheeto. And obviously, Sean O'Malley is a star. I think that's about as big a fight as... I think it's the biggest fight in this weight class, unquestionably. Uh, I don't think... I don't think Sean... I think Cheeto versus O'Malley is will do better traffic and numbers, even not for a belt, than O'Malley versus Henry Cejudo or whatever. Like that... I don't think that that's even that controversial. It would obviously be optimal if you could do that fight for the title. But... That's probably not going to happen, given Cheeto just took an L. I don't like Sean O'Malley's chances against either Sterling or Cejudo. And so I think you just want to keep Cheeto in the conversation. So when O'Malley does end up losing his title shot, then they can just run into that rematch because that's a better rematch. Yeah, yeah. You don't want the song rematch to possibly derail that one. It does have to happen someday. The first fight... They're both young. It'll happen. But yeah, of course. It should. Maybe it not right now. Something went wrong. Uh, Hayes Withard also likes... Uh, where am I with this? Uh, Budai and Mo Uzman. God, that middle tier of heavyweight is just um, magical. I and- love I love Budai <laughs> Mo Uzman. Give me all... 15, Why? What do you... <laughs> give me all 15 minutes of that one. Yeah. 
but Daesh surely has a fun finish in the, in on his record somewhere. I think it's actually like a little bit more uh, surprising in that regard than you would imagine. Contender series, um, contender series. I totally forgot yeah. about this. There you go. He won. He won up the thrilling first round knockout, and then has had three non. Well, I want to say nondescript. The Chris Barnett fight was weird. The way that one ended. Um. Anyway, okay, bizarre. The, he probably should have gotten a finish. Hey, okay, you. Chris so Barnett you fight. didn't hear no bets barred this week. I did not. Um, my other gimmick bet this week was a parlay because I'm going to mention it now because you just said, oh, the Chris Barnett was weird. Do you remember what happened that card that uh, he like illegally need Chris Barnett? Or no, yes. Maybe it was, it was maybe an iPod. I don't know, something. And so Illegal we went to it. Some, oh, I think it was back, uh, blow to the back of the head. Back of the head was it. Yeah. And so we went to a tech decision. Do you know what else happened on that same card? That was the Bilal Muhammad Vicente Luque fight card. In the no. co-main event of that fight card, Mr. Co-main event himself also went to a technical decision, won a tech decision after an illegal knee. And so, one, I remember at the time when that happened, I was like, well, this is never going to happen again. Two double co-main events, or double tech decisions on the same card. So I made a parlay of those two gentlemen, of Kyle Baraglio and Martin Boudet. The cheaters always win parlay because both of them cheated and won in uh, the previous event that they were on together. And then guess what? I don't know that either of them cheated this time, but they both won. So I wanted to bring that up here. This event took you to a dark place. When you're parlaying Kyle Baraglio and Martin Boudet, you've gone too far, I feel like, down the... <laughs> I mean, I know it's your job. I know you're the no bets. I will parlay them every time they're on a fight card. Together. <laughs> can 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 uh, can Cameron Simon get in on that? Can Cameron? Can, I mean, if we if put on the card. All, I say we put them all on a fight card together. We can start cooking. <laughs> uh, Marcus McGee. He said, uh, "Mark is it Marcus McGee? Marcus McGee." Uh, he just says, "Impressive debut." I like his nickname. I'll go with Ronnie Lawrence from Marcus the Maniac McGee. If you have an alliterative name, and your nickname is not does not go along with that alliteration you should be like like you should not be signed correct okay okay uh john ray what's up john ray john ray anything new here vieta versus mahmoud muradov yeah, sure ricky simone another ricky simone john martinez song Dong, cheeto two mike perry versus darren till oh right right all right darren till's out there isn't he oh that's actually really good um, yeah i'm sure calls have been made Honestly, that's better than Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, that's that's the one. Way good to go, work, John. whoever that way, was. I, yeah. I don't remember who you said said that, but good work. Yeah, John Ray, way to go. Uh, I forgot. That's right. That's it makes so much sense. A lot, a lot of history between those two guys. Friend, friends, friends, frenemies. I don't even know what they are at this point. And, or uh, or AK. You know who else is out there? Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Again, it's BKFC. Anything happen. I almost chose my wild card to be Francis Ngannou versus Ben Rothwell. I was going to say, Ben Rothwell, he might be fighting his way into that matchup. I he mean, might be fighting his way into that 300 matchup. pounds, Francis doesn't even have to cut. He just shows up and rocks him. <laughs> I want to see 280 Francis Ngannou just swinging missiles. If, if Francis Ngannou signs with BKFC and they don't immediately announce the opponent, it's like minus 800. It's going to be Ben Rothwell. Here's the thing. I don't need him to sign. Don't sign. I don't say this. I wish I don't understand what he's doing because he's doing this thing where like he might sign with PFL or one or whoever. Don't just fight dudes. You, you are the attraction. You are the draw. You can just come to David Feldman and be like, all right, 
I'm too expensive. Uh, what what would you be willing to pay for one fight? Not for a title because their champion's Alan Belcher. I don't need to fight him. The biggest <laughs> fight you guys have is Ben Rothwell. I'll do this one time. Give me X amount of dollars. Put it on pay-per-view. I get to co-promote. I get a percentage. Bob's your uncle. Boom. Like just, just do that and do that. Just become a mercenary. One fight deals everywhere. It'll be awesome. I'm scared at some point the BKFC is actually going to like try and poach you for MMA fighting. I mean, I hope, I hope he does not hear it. Feldman, if you're out there, back off. Back <laughs> off. Look, I can do you, both. You have too many good BKFC related ideas. I, it's scary. It I spent scary. a lot of time thinking about this promotion <laughs> as its spiritual leader uh, oh, for the next God. calendar year. So I, I think we're going to make magic happen. I, I really believe in us. Uh, Toby Kinsella coming in and saying, Cage Warriors Dublin was the best event of the weekend. I don't make the rules. I believe that's available to watch on UFC Fight Pass. So, hey, let's see what Toby's right. Uh, he throws out Hadolfo Beata versus Chris Weidman. Okay. Hmm? I think Chris Weidman probably just dummies him. Um, but it's not a bad get-back fight for Weidman coming back off the injury. He needs to... Shouldn't throw Weidman in with a top 15 guy, though I think that is what the UFC will do. Uh, I would prefer a fight like this for Weidman, though. It's not bad. I, I wouldn't have thought not, about it. It'll so. never happen is the problem. Okay. So they will for sure give him a top 15 opponent. The UFC is never going to be like, why don't you just try and get one back? Or like, just reacclimate to to fighting. Yeah. You know, I know. Do do you off the top of your head remember who Anderson Silva fought when he came back from <laughs> his busted ass leg? Uh the, Nick Diaz? Sure did. <laughs> like That's it. He went Nick Diaz into Bisping who was surging at the time. Like it wasn't like uh and I know Nick Diaz is about as softball as it gets for them, but they weren't like, we're giving him a tune-up. We're like, let's give him a guy. Let's give him a real fight. That's such a weird fight because people always just remember like the first round, which was so much fun, and the rest of the fight, which was, like wasn't the fight was awful. It's yeah. one of the worst fights ever. But they always you, just show the, the people the Nick, just remember it yeah, fondly. The lying down, the image. Of yeah, the lying, Nick down. lying down. Yeah, and be like, oh, that fight was so sick. And I'm like, it was for literally for five minutes. It was super fucking cool. And then. People never think about that part of all of the fun image, almost all of them. There are a couple exceptions. But when you've got a photo of Nick or Nate doing something, uh, it's perhaps the most out of context image <laughs> yeah. ever, every time. Because it's it always like, oh, like there's the one of, of Nate shooting the double birds while he's got a homie locked up in a triangle. Uh -huh. That is, that speaks yes. for what it is. That tells a story. But like all the Nick laying down is like, well, actually Nick's laying down because he simply didn't have the tools to make Anderson Silva fight the way he wanted. <laughs> and so he's just kind of throwing a tantrum. And that's like 80% of the fun antics of the Diaz brothers is, sure. Throwing a tantrum because they can't make something happen that they want to and they're losing. Uh, and so it's very out of context. Uh, completely accurate. Uh, I got a few more here. Thomas Collins, Song Yadong, Piotr Jan. Let me think on this one. It's, no, I can't. I can't get behind it. I, I'm, the fight on the merits, the fight's very good, obviously, right? But. I, I don't, I, Piotr Jan is a tough one to match make for at this moment in time because a 
a guy who looked like he was destined to bring some stability to this weight class. And now he's lost like eight in a row. It feels like, and maybe he shouldn't have, I mean, the Marab fight, there's no question he lost, but like, I, I thought he beat Sean O'Malley. Yeah, very close. Like he, he did get the win over Sandhagen, but you know, I, I thought he lost twice to Sterling. Another loss here could really just be bad for him. I do think Pyotrion has to fight back. Like he's got to defend his position. Um, but I just don't know who. I think I still just go Rob Font for Piotr. It's not awful for Song, but I I don't think Song gets a step up from this one. I think he's still in right around where he's at range, you know? Yeah, I like the idea as far as name value and as far as like it maybe pushing Song up, but it just feels like they're really not in each other's orbit right now. And yeah, the whole Yan thing is just is just weird. That man, that is that who knew that that knee disqualification would just completely change his career and the arc of the bantamweight division? Like that knee disqualification is, for my money, the stupidest thing that has ever happened in uh, high level mixed martial arts. For years, for years. It was a dead heat between Chael Sonnen spinning back fist against Anderson Silva in the rematch. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was really just funny, stupid. Um, he was losing that fight, so that was just kind of funny, stupid. Uh, and with the winner being Chris Weidman's spinning wheel kick <laughs> against uh, uh, Luke Rockhold. That had been the, the champion for a long time. And this year, Valentina Shevchenko's spinning back kick, it, you know, it's it's entered the chat. It is not ahead though, because the stupidest thing that's yeah. ever happened is I mean, I, is Piotr Jan. If, if only Jan had, had done a spinning a spinning knee to a grounded Aljamain, then it would never be topped. Like they would be. Yeah, I mean, it's just so <laughs> it's so dumb and had such a cataclysmic effect on his career, and it's he's he may never recover. The entire division, shocking. the entire division. Yeah. Because just, if he doesn't do it, he everything. wins that fight. Aljamain Sterling's not the champion because he doesn't get to rematch after he got dummied in that fight. Um, so then it's, we don't have to deal with bad Aljo, which would be sick. I would love not having to deal with bad Aljo. Uh, Henry Cejudo probably is fighting Piotrion at this point, but he beat Corey Sandhagen for the belt, you know, in a title defense. He would have beat, they probably... I mean, Marab would have the belt right now is what would happen because yes, yes, Marab yes. would have that's fought himself to a title shot. Marab would be the champion, but yeah, that's what we learned. What a tough out for, for a man. What a dumb, <laughs> uh, last, dumb decision. Last one from Twitter, Barry O'Reilly. Fingers crossed Celtic win the old firm derby today. Barry, by the time you listen to this, you'll know they did. Of course they did. They're Celtic. Uh, Martin Budai versus Walt Harris. Josh Parisian winner. Parisian Budai fights two that Walt Harris should win would help rejuvenate his career. I, I don't know if Walt Harris honestly is has more than one fight left in him. I feel like he wants to get a win. I say this, by the way, not knowing anything about the man personally, just kind of based on, of course, some of the, you know, the tragic events of his life recently. And and I assume just, you know, difficult to get in. It's uh, maybe, maybe some injuries here and there. Um, he probably, if he could get a win, would want to go out and a win. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Walt Harris, it's, it's heavyweight. Maybe Walt Harris goes on a freaking run over the next two years, but I don't know if we need to match make beyond his next fight. Um, for, uh, Fernando Padilla, Lorone Murphy, good matchup. He wants Adolfo Vieira versus Bo Nickel. Bo will beat Gore easily. This will be a very interesting fight as very, as very similar to Bo. Really? 
A high-level grappler trying his hand in MMA, Vera has already lost, but has shown improvements in stand-up. Boaz knockout or two. Estelle's not shown much in the stand-up. Fair. He can take Beta down at ease, but might not have his way with him easily and will need to be alert for submissions from any position. Yes, but I think I, Nicola's the kind of wrestling that's going to like just neutralize any any jujitsu like threat. I I really like that fight actually. Really, um, I think right, Barry. There you go. I again. I feel weird because I like that fight for Bo Nickel. I don't like that fight for. I mean, it, it's an opportunity for Vieira. Don't get me wrong, but because he could make something happen. But I just of of my choice, I would not. Uh, I don't, I don't, didn't want to pick a, a fight for him that I think is going to lose because that feels not in the spirit of Otno. Uh, <laughs> but if the next time Bo Nickel wins and we're like, who should he fight? I think Rodolfo Vieira uh, is actually a really uh, very good choice because uh, he's, I mean, look, Bo Nickel has grappling experience outside of wrestling. He's mm-hmm. done a couple of fight pass invitationals and he grappled Gordon Ryan. Um, and, you know, Gordon Ryan's Gordon Ryan. So that's what it is. But I, I, I agree. I think Bo Nickel wins, but it's a good look. Does Bo Nickel, is that the fight where he decides I'm going to use my wrestling to keep this standing? Or does he still just go for takedowns and, you know, invite a risk of danger that he doesn't have, otherwise have? So I really like that pick. Uh, and Barry just says, uh, the draft was great listening. Jake Paul being the pick of the draft. You're damn right it was, Barry. Way to you're, go. You're damn right it was. Thank you. Uh, and a couple of emails here. One that mentions you specifically, Jed, so that's why I want to close out with this. Uh, first one, our good pal Tristan Gordet, regular MMA fighting listener slash contributor. Simone, Adrian Yanez, Bahalio Muniz. There you go. Uh, what else we got here? Trey Waters, Carlson Harris, Marcus McGee, Brady Heaston, Cody Durden, CJ Vergara. And then Jay Donaghy. Waters RDA. I think RDA just got a matchup. Unfortunately, RDA <laughs> RDA is going to fight Luke, but he says he just wants to see a six foot five guy fight a five foot eight guy. That's Jay, funny. That would you're be talking funny. me into it. Yeah, Jay Donaghy, you're talking me into this. Bahalio, Brendan Allen, Song, and Davison Figueredo. Figgy again was supposed to fight Manel Cobb back at flyweight. I feel like we should just remove Davison from like the pool of picking fights. I have no idea what this guy's plan to do next. Yeah, I think once that happened, uh, once that fight like was teased or whatever, uh-huh. uh, that is when we should just stop considering. You guys should just not factor him in because who the hell knows what he's doing. He said he's moving to Bantamweight. He said that before. And anyway, uh, Alexei Chuck Armin Petrosian. Okay, and uh, he wants to give a shout out to Jed. I will try to incorporate poop soup into my daily vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> edutainment that's what we're about here that's right? what we're, we are edu- what we are as a product the word of the week is poop soup poop courtesy soup. of jed so people you want to start using that hashtag poop soup uh throw it out there you're gonna have a lot of opportunities to use it yeah. based on how ufc cards look these days well listen we got a pay-per-view at least coming up next weekend i have my yes next weekend in newark jersey prudential center uh first what's up let me remind it's people. It's a real Jersey pay-per-view, too. It's it's super Jersey. Thank you for the picks. You can reach me on Instagram, uh, at Alexander K. K. Lee, on Twitter, at Alexander K. Lee, just 1K, and uh, uh, email alex.lee at espionation.com. And uh, Mike will be back next week, I'm pretty sure. And you can find him on Instagram, m underscore heck jr. Send your picks in. But, but I will say maybe hold off for this pay-per-view. As people know, uh, Mike and I will be doing a live show 
next Sunday. And we usually give priority to the YouTube comments. I know it sucks. Everyone can't join live because we do it like Sunday morning, like 10 o'clock, 1030. So it's very difficult, especially for people in other time zones. So I do apologize. You still send in your picks to me. I just won't be able to read them. Uh, uh, we're probably just going to read what's on the air. But tune in if you can. Of course, we always wait for it because we'll be talking about Al Jermaine Sterling and Henry Cejudo. That's right. Henry Cejudo coming back from a three-year layoff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Immediately into a title shot. Uh, the new co-main kind of popped up out of nowhere. They had to add it because they lost uh, Benil Dariush versus Charles Oliveira. We got Balal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. Great fight. Jessica Andrade fights Jan Shaunan. Jessica Andrade back at 115. Probably trying to angle to get that title shot because Zhang needs an opponent. No one stepped up. Rose Namajunas, where are you? Uh, featherweight Mosar Vloyev uh, fighting Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell stepping in on short notice there. And the return and the main card opener, the return of Crone Gracie as he fights Candace, Charles Jardin. So uh, we'll see We'll see where Crone uh, is because people love seeing him fight. Uh, t- reality check from Cub Swanson. But otherwise, listen, it's a Gracie. Preliminary card, Drew Dober, Matt Favola, banger. Light heavyweight. Ken, uh, then Kenny Nzuchuku, Devin Clark. Chaos Williams versus Rolando Bedoya. Uh, women's Stry, Marina Rodriguez, snakebitten contender. Vierna uh, Janjaroba, the island girl herself. Great matchup. Good Braxton matchup, yeah. Smith debuting against the inimitable Pacapora. That was for Mike. Phil Haas. Whoops, I didn't know Phil Haas already matched up. Oh, well, still, I'll throw him out there. Phil Haas versus Ikram Aliskarov. Oh, I said Phil Rowe before. Anyway. You we'll said Phil Rowe, not Phil Haas. That's we'll take that in post. I've made that mistake many times. Phil Haas versus Ikram Aliskarov. Rafael Estevam versus Zalgus Zumagulov. AK, this Ikram guy might be good, by the way. I'm unfamiliar. I haven't done my tape. Well, uh, I'm just going to start you with, as I've started my tape, uh, he's a world champion combat sambo player. So that's that's a good start. If you, if you look at the history, he <laughs> has uh, one loss in his career to Hamza Chemaev. He fought Nation Burrell. Nation Burrell, I feel like, has been fighting for 100 years. But yeah. I, no, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Uh, it, he's, he's got a win over Nation Burrell. Great. Uh, sorry, two more fights. And Dennis Tallulah. Dennis Tallulah. Joseph Holmes, Claudio Ribeiro, and then opening up the card, Bantamweights, Daniel Willicat Santos, and Johnny Munoz Jr. Uh, I got that from Wikipedia, guys. So if the card has changed at all, I apologize. It just hasn't been updated. You can always, always go to Tapology for updates and... Uh, Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, everyone's healthy, makes weight, and we get ourselves a nice full card. But Particularly uh, for that main event, because I am not trying to put this out there. What are you saying? If, if something happens to that main event, this is no longer a pay-per-view. They're going to have to move this to ESPN. I, <laughs> I Muhammad get... Gilbert Burns is a pay-per-view headliner. is well, going to sell five pay-per-views. It, the, the tickets have been sold. The tickets have been sold. ESPN Plus yeah, contracts the tickets have been, have been sold. Sure. They, but no, they're not going to get shit from a pay-per-view that's headlined by Bilal Muhammad Gilbert Burns. I know, but it's such a, it's such a, sec, look, it's such a tertiary concern for them at this point that like, yeah. I, I just don't know if they, if that would even make them blink because I can I sell it. I hope we don't as, find out. I hope, I hope we, we don't, don't find, find out. out. Uh, that's right. So Bantamweight title online. But Jed, thank you so much. Thank you again for filling in. Anytime, buddy. You bring, you just bring an energy and a perspective that listen, I love my best friend, Mike Heck. You know, I think our show is fantastic. When we have you on, you know, it just gives a, you know, a different twist. I think we, I think when people listen to the show, they'll be like, wow, this went in some directions that it would not have gone in <laughs> and maybe shouldn't it, have gone it in sure if it was did. just Mike and AK. <laughs> 
We 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 went some places. Well, I'm glad we good. figured out Russian Ronda versus Rondinha at I don't know 135. We have no that's idea yet. Now in my top that's ten fights, I most need to see. That's the one, and what a weekend for your BKFC as well. But uh, thank you, everyone. That's Jen Mashu. I'm Alexander K. Lee, and uh, this has been another wonderful episode of On to the Next One, the podcast. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.